me this morning to Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, verse 10, and we're, that's on page uh, 1032, if you're using one of our pew Bibles. I've been reflecting a lot on my mom this week. Um, my mother passed away about 14 years ago on the Friday before Mother's Day. And so whenever Mother's Day comes, I am keenly aware of, of that. Uh, you know, mothers come in all shapes and sizes. My mother was very petite. She was about five foot three and weighed about 110 pounds. But we learned early on in life not to mistake how formidable she could be. <laughs> and she could more than handle us. Uh, well, my sister, not so much. I, I was the pretty compliant child, you know. I, I just pretty well did whatever mom wanted. And why, is that hard to believe? I, I don't know why that would be. Um, you know, some mothers are very soft-spoken. And some mothers get loud. Some stay home with their children and others try to juggle being a mom and having a career. And today we celebrate them all because of the impact that they have upon our lives. You know, the Bible really doesn't have a whole lot to say about motherhood. But it does give us a lot of examples of mothers. I found myself thinking about Eve this week. Think about how difficult this was for Eve. She had absolutely no examples of motherhood to follow. She had no mother or grandmother to give her advice about how to raise children. 
There was no manual on motherhood. She was the first mom, so she had to figure it out for herself. Then I was thinking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was very young when she was called to bear the Son of God. And even though she had help, nothing could have prepared her for the challenges of raising <laughs> the Son of God. But as I, as I look to the Scripture, I did find this passage in Proverbs 31. Now, the, the heading in my Bible says, the wife of noble character. It's really talking about a virtuous woman. And she is a wife, and undoubtedly she was also a mother. So I want to just kind of look through this verse. Not only does it extol the virtues of a mother, but it also tells us the kind of things that we should have in our life as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Start with verse 10. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Let's stop there a minute. A wife of noble character. Um, mothers are to have noble character. And so I, I got to wondering what that meant. To be noble is to have high principles and ideals. To want the best for others and to work for the best of others. And that certainly, as I thought about my mom, that described her. She had a noble character. She tried to be the best mother she could be, and she tried to instill in my sister and I the qualities of a noble character. And as I thought about our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that's exactly what he wants from us. He walked this earth as a noble character, and he calls upon us to do the same. We're to have high ideals we're to have values that exceed the values of this world. We are to take the high road in life. That's what he sought to instill in us. And so to follow him means to imitate his character. Verse 12, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She brings him good. I think an important part of a mother's role is to bring good into the life of her family. And my mother certainly did that. She always had our best interest in mind. If she had a little bit of extra money, it was never spent on her. It was always spent on what did the kids need? What does the house need? Is there something extra we can get for our family? Um, even when she was wrong. Are mothers wrong? Occasionally. Not very often. But even when she was wrong, and she and I kind of clashed about that, she always sought the good for me. No matter how much I 
might have disobeyed her or disappointed her, uh, she never stopped loving me. Now, she would discipline me, but she never stopped wanting the best for me. She brought good into my life. And as Christians, that's what we are called to do. We are to be life enhancers. You know, we enhance food by putting uh, maybe a little salt or pepper on it. Maybe if we've got a piece of meat, we put a little steak sauce on it. You can enhance almost anything with chocolate. Uh, almost. Not, not quite. I went to a graduation party one time, and they had those little uh, weenies in barbecue sauce in a crock pot. Do not stick those in a chocolate fountain. <laughs> Tried that, not good. Shrimp cocktail, those little boiled shrimp. Do not put those in a chocolate fountain. It's not good. But frankly, that's about the only two things I've discovered that are not enhanced by chocolate. And as Christians, our faith in Jesus Christ is meant to be a life enhancer, an enricher, that the people around us, the people in relationship with us, their lives will be better because of the faith that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. We seek to bring value to other people. It might be a kind word. It might be a helpful deed. It might be encouragement. Uh, but every day, we need to try to find a way to enrich someone else's life with our faith. Back to Proverbs. I'm going to skip down to verse 17. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for the task. My mother was a tireless worker. I don't remember when we were growing up very many times when she just was sitting down enjoying leisure time. She was always cooking, always cleaning, always going, always taking us somewhere, always doing something for the benefit of the family. Uh, and Christ calls us to work tirelessly in service to him. I like what Paul says. He says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. You know, my calling as a Christian is not a part-time job. I don't ever get time off from my faith. God calls me to serve him, to serve him all the time, and to let my life be a reflection of his. Do we work tire, tirelessly for him? Verse 20, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Mothers are compassionate people. They love, even when we're sometimes unlovable. 
They teach us to sympathize with those who are hurting. They teach us to help, to share. They teach us compassion. And that is exactly what Christ seeks to teach us as well. In Matthew 10, 36, talking of Jesus, it says, When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. He saw people through the lenses of compassion. Do we do that? Sometimes I see people through the lens of judgment, of criticism. Sometimes I see people as annoying and difficult. But when Jesus sees them, he sees them through the eyes of compassion. And that's what he calls upon us, to see people with understanding and grace. Verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Strength, dignity, wisdom, faithful instruction. All those things applied to my mother. My mom was from a poor family in a poor town down in southwest Kentucky. She had very little education. She had no uh, sophistication about her. But yet my mom carried herself with an, a strength and dignity. And she was wise. Not wise in academic things, but she was wise in life. And she gave my sister and I so much advice, much of which was unwanted, <laughs> and some of which went unheeded. But yet we would end up learning the hard way that mom was usually right. As I got to thinking about all the things that, that a mom would say, that, that wisdom and faithful instruction, I, I came across a video I want to share with you. There's a Christian comedian named Anita Renfro, and she took all these, I call them momisms, mom sayings, and she set them to music, to the William Tell Overture. And in three minutes, you're going to hear virtually everything that a mom might say to her kid. Here you go. Get up now, get up now, get up out of bed. Wash your face, brush teeth, come sleep, be it. Here's your clothes and your shoes, hear the words I said. Get up now, get up and make your bed. Are you hot, are you cold, are you wearing that? Where's your books and your lunch and your homework? And grab your coat and your gloves and your scarf and hat. Don't forget, you gotta feed the cat. Each breakfast needs for sale. It's the most important meal of all. Take vitamins so you will grow up one day too, baby. And don't need to remember the orthodontists will be seeing you at three too big. Don't forget your piano lesson is this afternoon, so you must play. Don't shovel too slowly, but hurry. The bus is here. Be careful. Come back here. Did you wash behind your ears? Plants like definitely rough. Would you just play fair? Be polite. Make a friend. Don't forget to share. Working out each turn. Never take a day. Get along. Don't make me come down there. Clean your roof. Wash clothes. Put your stuff away. Make your bed. Do it now. Do we have all day? Were you born in a bar? Would you like 
you would appreciate. Take a bite, baby, too, for the stuff you hate. You should fortune a pearl, pearl sent you straight. Eat the food, I put upon your plate. Get an egg at the door, don't go with me. Get a drink, get a hair, I'll have the free. Get a job, get a life, get a PhD, get a dose. think I heard every one of those when I was growing up. There's one she missed, though. My mother would say, if you mess around with that lawnmower and cut your leg off, don't come running to me. <laughs> and yeah, you're going, if I cut my leg off, probably not running anywhere. Um... But you know, moms just have a way. It's not only what they say, the words, but it's how they say it. The tone. You know, mothers have a tone. And they also have a look. And with, between the tone and the look and the words, they find a way to get their message across. Well, as Christians, we are blessed to have the most faithful instruction there is. We have the Word of God. And it has been entrusted to us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ not only to read it and to study it and to seek to understand it and to digest it, but to share it. To take the good news and share it with those around us. And then finally, verse 30, it says, Charm is deceptive, deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. We often misunderstand that phrase, fears the Lord. You know, it doesn't mean that God, every time we think of God, we, oh, we shudder. In fear. It doesn't mean that anytime we think about talking to God, we, we get intimidated. Now, fearing the Lord means that we have a reverence for Him, that we have a sense of honor and respect for Him that goes beyond anything else or anyone else in this world. I certainly had a fear of my mother. 
But it wasn't that I walked in every day and said, I'm, Mom, I, don't. I didn't tremble in fear at my mother. But I knew that if I disrespected her, disobeyed her, there would be punishment. And God wants us to understand that he is God. He loves us. He cares for us. But he wants us to honor and respect him. And I thank God that my mother helped teach me that. I was one of those nursery kids. You know, early on in life, I was in church. I, was, I started in the nursery. I advanced to the toddler room. I got to the preschool room. I got to the Sunday school room. You know, I think I was eight or nine years old before I ever knew there was a sanctuary. I mean, you just, in that church, children just didn't appear in the sanctuary. I, you know, as soon as we walked in the door, down in the basement. And I thought the church was a basement. <laughs> and when you reach a certain age, they say, now you go upstairs. And you're like, whoa, what's upstairs? And, you know, you walk in a sanctuary and you're a little kid. It's, it's Wow. But I remember having a sense of reverence for God in that place. This wasn't like downstairs where they had toys and cookies and everything else. It was more like home. This was a sanctuary. Just the name uh, made me pause. And we don't ever want to lose that sense of reverence and awe of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are to fear the Lord. The, the Psalm 111.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I hope you'll think about these things in Proverbs 31. They make a great tribute to mom, but they also teach us the qualities we need to have to have a noble character, to have a life that pleases God. Let us pray. Father, I'm so grateful that you love us, that you gave us mothers to love us and care for us as we grew, and that you continue to nurture us through your Son, Jesus Christ. I pray that we would learn these life lessons, not only from our mothers, but from your Word and that we would seek to have a noble character as we live each day. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. A relationship with Christ begins with a step of faith. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we want to change that. During this time of invitation, I would invite you to come. And it would be my joy to receive you, to pray with you, to lead you in what we call a confession of faith. It's simply a statement that says, I believe in Jesus and I accept him as my Lord and Savior. We'll arrange for your baptism and we'll set your feet upon the path of being a Christian. Let's stand together. We're going to sing hymn number 87, verses 1 and 3. And I invite you to come.